As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <clears throat> oh, hello, everyone. It's Susie, Crypto Granny here. Uh, the date is the 24th of May, 2021, and the time is 12.29 p.m. Amsterdam time in the Netherlands. Now, don't be surprised, uh, guys and girls, girls and guys. I actually got up at 7 o'clock this morning, 7 a.m. Yes, don't be alert. <laughs> I know I always get up late, probably by, I always get up about 11.30 or, or 12 o'clock, but I was really interested because I, I trade at night and everything. But I had a lot of sleep and I was really interested to see what was happening with this cryptocurrency market today, particularly because we've seen nothing but selling since the date that I put out for all my clients to sell everything on the 12th of May uh, for many, many different reasons. And it certainly wasn't Elon Moss, I can assure you of that. Now, today, for the first time, we have put our toe into the market and I've got my clients to buy 4800 dollars worth, US dollars worth of crypto coins for their investment portfolio and $200 for their trading portfolio. I know it's high risk, but I figure it this way, when a market's been sold down anything from 45% to 70% in particular coins, uh, I think it's probably not a bad day to enter this market very gingerly. Uh, We made a lot of money, and essentially, what we're going to be trading with with cryptocurrency from here on in is probably only about fifteen thousand worth, rather than you know putting in more than a hundred thousand or something like that when we did that in October, the, in October of last year when we got the bull run, October twenty twenty to the twelfth of May twenty twenty one where we sold everything. And today, as I said, we've only we've just put a you know our foot in gingerly into the market, and we've bought the likes of Bitcoin. Uh, what else did we buy today? We bought XRP today. It's very cheap. We bought ADA, VeChain, Tron. We also bought Engine, which is incredibly cheap, under a buck. We bought uh, Swipe. We bought Ontology, Icon. What else did we buy? We bought OKEx, which is very cheap, the exchange. We bought PowerLedger, Chiles, which is seriously cheap, and Crow. And these are some of my favorite coins. On the trading side, we take on a lot more risk. Uh, and we only put $200 in our trading for- portfolio. We bought Wirex, which is very cheap. We bought Just, 
We bought Tezos, which I see is extremely cheap, MFT and Civic, which is self-identification. So we'll see how we go. Mm. As I said, we're not going to be in this market for a long time, a long term, because our strategy on the investment side and the trading side has changed, okay? I believe the Fed can raise rates this year uh, and probably raise it uh, a couple of times. Now, that's not priced into any of these risk markets at all, uh, uh, not priced into the equity market or the cryptocurrency market or the bond curve. The bond curve is too low. Interest rate yields are too low, given that we have stagflation. Stagflation. Prices are going up everywhere. Uh, and fast. And look, this inflation has always been with us. It's nothing new, okay, people? For the last 20 years, prices have gone up and up and up and up. And we're seeing it across all the price metrics, okay? Everything I look at, prices are going up everywhere. And corporates everywhere are putting their prices up as well. So it's going to make this stagflation even worse, okay? So this is why we're not putting a lot into the crypto market because when interest rates rise, risk markets do not do very well. Now, some of my top tiers for Patreon will also be trading with me foreign currency, US bond yields and bonds and curves, interest rate curves. They'll also be trading the equity indices with me as well because I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity in those markets. The bond market, the yield market is incredibly expensive. I believe the yield curve should steepen. In other words, the 10-year bond rate can uh, sell off more than, say, the very short-end bond, bond yield rates. And I also believe rates will be higher than where they are here. And I'm telling my clients also, if they have a variable uh, mortgage loan, to fix most of that to a fixed rate, depending on where that fixed rate is, okay? Now, already in Australia, uh, the big banks uh, raise their three to five-year rates, their, their lending rates, okay? So you borrow from them and your mortgage, their rates have actually increased, their fixed lending rates, and that was CBA, Westpac, NAB, and Macquarie, okay? The big banks see these these rates rising all already. Now, we've also seen the futures uh, Fed cash rate uh, moving up as well from 0.25 to 0.6, so... You know, I just think it's a matter of time before the Fed will raise rates. They're saying that inflation is temporary. And these guys and these people have not got a clue, right? Inflation's been around for 20 years, right? And now with all the manipulative figures that they've brought out in terms of the CPI, Consumer Price Index, is actually showing inflation. And it's the rate of change you need to be concerned about, okay? We saw inflation at 0.2 going to 0.8. And that rate of return is 300% per quarter. Multiply that by four, you're getting 1,200% increase in inflation. That's scary. Now, you cannot have a 10-year bond rate at 1.62% when you've got massive inflation. It's just ridiculous and it shouldn't be there. The risk from here is that interest rates go much higher, okay? And there's no doubt in my mind about that. And we're seeing it already with big banks, okay? It's very, very obvious. Now, let's talk about the crypto market. We saw massive liquidations, seriously. We have seen from the 12th, so many massive liquidations, three and a half billion in one day when Bitcoin dropped 30%, right? Uh, yesterday, we saw another one and a half billion uh, of crypto being liquidated. Everyone was long and everyone was wrong, okay? Except me, okay? 
And that's because I'm, I'm, you know, so experienced and I've been in markets for 40 years. And yes, all my education experience, uh, you know, gets me a head start on all the retail element. Okay. It's very, very obvious, right? Uh, so, you know, retail think they're better than me. Well, they would have lost a lot of money than myself and my clients. My clients did extremely well. We all made a lot of money and we're very, very happy about that. So we have seen incredible volatility in the cryptocurrency markets. Also, clients got hammered because of all the margins as volatility got higher and higher and higher. And if you were borrowing on margin to be long in the crypto market, you would have got smashed, okay? Because as volatility rises, all the exchanges increase their margins, okay? Their margins on deposit for you to take out a position, right? And those fees get higher and higher as well. So it's working against you, right? So, you know, this is why we saw so much volatility and so much sell-off in this market. People got absolutely battered. And what I can see is well over a million traders lost money and a lost a lot of money. As we said the other day, one guy lost $45 million on ADA. And I mean, that's just a shocker. You know, you can't lose money like that. You can put yourself out of action completely, right? And you just don't want to do that, right? So, you know, um, for me and my clients, we are buying very gingerly today. We'll just see how it goes. Uh, I'm expecting probably a short-term bounce, maybe 15 to 20%. And, you know, then we'll be out again. We're going to play things like a speedboat from here on in. And we're going to be looking at other markets as well. Not just crypto markets, but financial markets, okay? Because there are so many opportunities in other financial markets that are really, really, really expensive, Okay. Uh, at the moment, we're seeing crypto land volatility is still very high, but it has come off. We've seen incredibly wide, uh, wide, uh, you know, springs in and different prices of crypto, which has been battered. Also, different exchanges had different prices, so it's a great time for arbitrage models, and that's also what we're going to do, which is another investment type strategy. We're going to do arbitrage between the different prices on the different exchanges. Uh, we're going to be buying puts and calls so that our risk is reduced to the premium on the on the call or the put. We're only buying calls or buying puts. We never sell puts and we never sell calls. Very, very dangerous, okay? Very dangerous indeed. So this is the game we're going to play and we're going to play it very, very carefully, okay? Because this market is fraught with danger. There's no doubt about it. Now, I don't know. Uh, I've got to look at the positioning, whether people are long or what to see, you know, is it worth us, you know, uh, you know, uh, being long or, or whatever, because that tells you a lot about a market, okay? So um, we're going to watch it very, very carefully from here and see what happens, okay? So at the moment, as I said, I've only got 5,000 US dollars invested in crypto, and I'm actively selling a US dollar tether because it's a Mickey Mouse cryptocurrency okay it really is and those guys are going to get in a lot of trouble i think going forward right another thing that causes incredible sell-off was you know that china has come out and basically banned all the banks and all the crypto houses from uh, providing crypto related services right and even they've come out today or yesterday and said uh, the miners for cryptocurrency are not allowed to do their mining service so all the all the Bitcoin miners and Ethereum miners are being told by the, the government, the Chinese government, to close down their operation, okay? 
And so therefore they, these guys, you know, whether it's Hubie or whether it's OKX or F2 pool, which are the miners for, for Bitcoin, and they own 75% of the hash rate, are looking to go somewhere else. Otherwise, they've been told in China they've got to close down. So we did see Hubie stock and OKX stock on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange get battered uh, overnight, okay, and, and because of this mining issue, right? But, uh, you know, these guys will find another place to mine, right? There's no doubt about that, okay? Uh, and I think they will do that, There's, you know, and that's what they'll do, right? So, you know, but it doesn't help uh, Bitcoin miners all the hazards because it means that there's no more Bitcoin being produced, okay? Which could basically tighten up Bitcoin and and allow it to, to rally a little bit from here, okay? Now, what makes me really laugh, and I mentioned this before, you had JP Morgan out before the 12th of 5th saying, oh, Bitcoin's going to get to 130,000 per unit, right? And now JP Morgan's come out today or yesterday saying, oh, now they see the fair value of Bitcoin at 35,000. Fair income. These people are always behind the eight ball, just like the, uh, the economists. You don't believe what you read. You have to do your own analysis, Right. You think you can come into this market with no experience whatsoever and you think you can make money. Well, I've got news for you. Markets can turn on a dime like you saw from the 12th, right? When I told all my clients to sell everything, they got a real shock and they didn't even think it was me. So I had to do a video at four o'clock in the morning to tell them to get out now because of everything I saw, like at least 25 to 30 different metrics that were telling me this market was going down. And again, it had nothing to do with Musk, fair income, nothing to do with that guy. I don't even look at, you know, who's famous or whatever. I don't. I wouldn't even know who's famous, right? So this is not great. Uh, and we just have to watch, again, very gingerly what this crypto market's going to do, whether it shows some support here or whether it doesn't, okay? So if we look at, um, you know, just live cryptocurrency prices, the market cap is one5 06 tree and that's down like a billion that's massive right in the last 10 or 12 days one billion absolutely massive the volume is 170.6 billion liquidity is 2.64 billion and bitcoin dominance is 44.93 percent now i had bitcoin dominance getting down to 35 percent it actually got to about 37 percent and that was pretty much the time that we sold all our altcoins right and today, I've actually had my clients buy a bit of Bitcoin as well, okay, because it is cheap. I think, I believe it's quite cheap here, and I do think it'll start to perform uh, fairly well because the altcoins have performed so well, okay, and we bought very selective altcoins, which have great stories. The altcoins I bought today, I know their story inside and out, okay, so if if anything's going to rally these alts will because they've got you know they've got the uh, the right business models and they earn revenue and this sort of stuff okay so um, you know it was a big move down and I think you know the market has to take a break that's my view on this at the moment right so if we go and look at uh, Mazari and um, just see the real volume on that uh for the for the 24 hours tether was up there at 63.49 billion bitcoin 23.15 bill ethereum 23 bill binance uh us 9.71 bill ada 5.09 bill matic 4.94 bill and that's one's done very well it's at a dollar 39 binance at 4.33 bill then you've got our dodge at 411 bill and xrp at 3.66 bill 
and then you've got polka dot okay so um but look you know the market as we know has come down a lot if we look at the the last 30 days uh, or, or the last seven days most coins are down anything from golly anything from literally golly it's a lot isn't it uh, anything from sort of 30% down to 70%. There's been some massive hits in this market, seriously. And if people didn't get out, they would have lost a lot of money, okay? A lot of money indeed. Now, the thing is, you need education, right? And honestly, people won't even pay for education. Yet, You know, if they didn't get out of this market, they would have cost themselves a fortune. You know, I had a, a portfolio where I was up a lot. If I'd held that portfolio to this very day, I would have been $100,000 in loss and eroded all my gains from crypto in the last five months, from October through to the 12th of the 5th, okay? So, uh, you know, luckily for me, I didn't do that. And interestingly enough, there's an old Jewish proverb, right? The harder I work, the luckier I become, right? And I've always liked that proverb because it really, you know, it really is interesting, okay? The harder I work, the luckier I become, right? Now, the US Treasury Department has called for new rules that require large transfers, as we know, of 10,000 of crypto to be reported to the IRS and the Federal Reserve, which I just, again, I think is so overkill, okay? But this is what the US is doing, and I think it makes it very difficult for people that, uh, that are, uh, you know, in the US. There's no doubt about that, okay? Uh, and... Uh, you know, we can see that with everything going on, retail investors absolutely capitulated, okay? Market was going down and then you had panic, panic selling. Now, today you've got Federal Governor Lyle Brainwood. He's talking about digital currencies uh, at a CoinDesk conference. And this should be very interesting to see what this fellow says indeed, okay? Uh, also, the US uh, Fed is basically... They had a meeting with G7 countries and they want to get a minimum corporate global tax rate of 15%. And this has a lot of repercussions for a lot of people that are multi-millionaires or, you know, have a lot of money or a lot of assets because if they're on a lower tax bracket than this at 15%, this all of a sudden could be increased to 15% by June. They're talking about this global reaching agreement uh, by June and they intend to, uh, you know, tax large corporates and multinationals uh, at a minimum 15% or higher, right? And the G7, and I'll tell you who they are, they're basically a group of countries which includes Germany, France, Italy, uh, also Canada and the European Union, okay? So you've got Canada, France, Italy, Germany, the UK, USA and European Unions, okay? Which is that they make up 58% of the global wealth, Right. And there's nearly 140 countries that are reaching, they're trying to reach this broad agreement by summer, June or July, to have this 15% tax rate. Now, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, also Australia agreed to that because the likes of Apple, for example, or Facebook earn revenue in Australia and yet they were not taxed in, in Australia. And there was a big uh, hoo-ha about it because they basically paid zero tax. And I think when multi-conglomerates like Facebook or these huge companies that make millions and billions of dollars a year, you know, in my mind, they need to pay tax, okay? There is no doubt about it, right? And it just seems obvious to me. Now, it's pretty clear to me that the federal government, US federal government is broke, and we know that. They're completely broke, and they're trying to get tax from everywhere, right? 
They believe that, uh, you know, this new law for uh, crypto, $10,000 being told to the IRS, they believe that they're going to catch, uh, you know, quite a lot of tax evaders and they believe that that's going to be worth $700 billion, uh, revenue to them, okay? So clearly they're looking at ways of making revenue and even the SEC is looking at ways of making revenue. They want to get Ripple on the hook to paying $1.3 billion. I mean, these guys are tax collectors, fair income, really, they are tax collectors. We have the same situation in Australia, right? Where governments or state governments or local council become tax collectors. And so do the police. They fine you for everything. Fair income, they honestly do. And they are just tax collectors. They don't lower their own pays or anything like this. You know, they all get paid a heap of money. And here they are saying there's no inflation because they have not got a clue. They probably have people buying their shopping for them and whatever, Right. But us, the real people, know there's been inflation for 20 years. And the Fed is just stupid to think that this inflation is temporary. It's been here for so long and getting worse. How can it be temporary? These people are absolutely stupid, I've got to say. Honestly, how can it be temporary when the inflation's been here for years and years and years? We can see it with utilities. We can see it with school fees. We can see it with housing, food. And yet, you know, some of the metrics they use, they exclude housing and food, Right. You know, personal consumption expenditure, you know, give me a break. They exclude food and energy in the markets and housing. I mean, how can you measure, you know, personal expenditure consumption or consumer price index when they're excluding some of the most important things for an individual or a consumer like housing, electricity and energy and food? I mean, it just is absolutely boulder dash and garbology, right? And even with the print figures that have been highly manipulated, they're really high. I mean, personal consumption went from literally, you know, like 1% to 1.8 year on year, and it's the rate of change. 0.8 is massive. And then even in Singapore, a small country like Singapore, right? <clears throat> Last year's inflation was 1%, and now it's 2%. It's doubled. And yet the 10-year bond rate's done nothing. 10-year bond rates have to be much higher than where they are. And that is the risk in all markets, okay? And that's why I look at all markets, okay? I look at everything, right? And, uh, you know, I know what to look for, right? Even this global tax rate, you know, is a risk for markets, right? You know, high net worth trade in all these markets, being crypto or equity markets, and now they run the risk of being taxed at 15%. You know, if you live in Puerto Rico or somewhere, apparently it's only 4%, right? So, you know, people, you've got to start fixing your loan if you've got a mortgage loan. Absolutely, because rates are going to go through the roof. Plus, if you're a high net worth individual with multi-millions of dollars and everything else, you might want to buy yourself a passport for another country that has, you know, zero tax or, or 1% or something. I mean, I would certainly look at that if I could afford it. Uh, in the Netherlands, though, luckily for us, you know, cryptocurrency is only being taxed at 1%. But that's not to say that, that couldn't change with this uh, new, you know, um, thing that the Americans are pushing with G7, okay? Because the Netherlands will be a part of that within the European Union, all right? So it's something to think about, people, definitely. Now, there's some news out about Ripple and the SEC, and this thing just goes on and on, seriously. It's the SEC wanting, you know, $1.3 billion. You know, fair income, these people are just, you know, tax agents the way I see it. I really see that, right? Because they're broke and they're trying to squeeze money out of every company they can, right? 
And if you look at the SEC fines over the last year, they're up more than ever before, right? And that's a fact, particularly in crypto land. You know, and they haven't even come out with regulation and yet they're fining people. It's a joke. It is an absolute joke, fair income. Now, there was a case on Friday. The case was on Friday. They had a hearing on the SEC's motion to pierce the attorney-client privilege of Ripple and its lawyer. The regulator wants Ripple Labs to turn over documents related to legal advice uh, it received in 2012 by its lawyers, right? Uh, Prior to the sale of its coin, XRP. And I think this is a joke. I mean, you know, does the regulator have that sort of, uh, you know, do you have to pull up those documents? I mean, why would that be of interest to a regulator? I mean, you know, Ripple paid for their own lawyers to get advice about the cryptocurrency market in 2012, and now the regulators are trying to see that advice to see if there's any mention of a security. I just think that is absolutely ridiculous, right? You know, they're trying to get SEC, no matter, uh, Ripple, no matter what, right? And even talking to their foreign partners, right? And I just think the SEC is going too far on this. I really believe this, right? And this is what they're trying to do, right? And whether it's legal or not, I have no idea, right? But, you know, it just seems to me that it's just a joke. And, and of course, Ripple are going to fight that. Ripple is saying, you know, this is an attorney-client privilege. Just, you know, I'm paying the attorney to help me. Why should I give you that information, Mr. SEC, right? I mean, seriously. But the SEC legal, says legal advice could prove that XRP was a security. I mean, I just find that unbelievable that they asked for this stuff. If they were so concerned about that, why didn't they actually come out and say S, uh, XRP was a, a security? And why didn't they regulate the cryptocurrency market? Fair income. I mean, this is why there's been so much trouble, right? And clearly, the SEC is saying that XRP is uh, a security, but everywhere else in the world, they're saying they're a non-security. They're a commodity or a non-security, right? Now, Judge Sarah Netburn ruled in favour of Ripple Labs' access to the SEC's internal discussions, right, over Bitcoin and Ethereum, how they decide they were non-securities. But now the Southern District Court of New York has ruled last week against Ripple's bid to stop the SEC from seeking information from foreign partners via their representative regulators uh, uh, because they have memorandum of understanding between the foreign regulators. And again, I just feel this is a joke, okay? I really do. It's intimidation. They're trying to uh, disturb, you know, the relationship that Ripple have with these you know, foreign partners and the representative regulators. And again, I just think the SEC has no jurisdiction, you know, outside the US. You know, it's just a joke, man. And I just don't agree with what they're doing, seriously. And God knows how long this, this is going to go over on for, okay? And as I said, you know, it's just ridiculous. Fair income is just ridiculous. Now, uh, Red Bull Racing Honda names Tezos as its official blockchain partner. And we bought some Tezos today, which was a good story. There's a rumour that another DeFi went down. DeFi $132-odd million was lost. But the founder of this DeFi 100 is saying it didn't happen. So who do you believe? Uh, You know, that there was a scam going on or whatever. He's saying it's false. And also, you know, as I said, the Bitcoin miners in China have to look for somewhere else to operate their mining. Otherwise, they've got to close down, right? And we've seen that. Uh, also, so there's a, still a lot of negatives in this market. Also, watch the interest rate cycle and watch the bond curve 
and watch the Fed's futures curve because it's really going to tell you where interest rates are, where the real market is. Now, the real market is higher than the Fed Fed's rate, okay? Fed rate is between 0 to 0.25, and the real market is showing funding pressure, and the Fed rate is about 0.6 if you look at the futures curve, right? I believe interest rates are going to go up this year. If they stay, start hiking, it always comes in more than threes or fours, right? Just like the easing scenario over, over you know, a length of time, right? So please do be aware of that and keep an eye on it and keep an eye on currency and everything else. And that's why I keep an eye on a lot of things, right? So in the social media for crypto today, uh, if you look at Luna Lush, they're talking about Polygon, Matic, Solana, uh, Chainlink, Thorchain, Stellar, Phantom, PancakeSwap, VeChain Thor and Bakery Token, okay, in the social media. And they're also talking about the mining of uh, mining from uh, Bitcoin miners in, in China as well, okay? So there's nothing really more I want to say about the crypto market. I'm just interested to see if it holds here and bounces a little bit. I'll be looking to get out maybe 20% higher, something like that. Uh, we're going to play it pretty much like a speedboat, more so, more so these days than hold to maturity because the market's changed and our investment strategy has changed. We'll be buying calls and puts, and doing all sorts of arbitrage type things to make money, but it's not holding outright duration, too much outright duration, okay? So um, what else do we have here? The government, as I said, there's a few Fed uh, governors speaking this week. One's talking about the cryptocurrency market. They're also going to be looking at uh, US economic growth. Apparently on Saturday, they bought something out about lower economic growth, which I find amazing. Why do they bring something out on Saturday, the Fed? It just... It's beyond me. Maybe they wanted people to miss this. I have no idea, but they just seem to be all over the place. One minute they're talking about a GP, GDP of six and a quarter percent growth by, by the year of six and a quarter percent, and then they're saying lower economic growth. I do not believe the Fed have, have a clue about what's going on. Seriously, they just don't. They just seem to be inept to me. They have no idea about markets and they keep changing their tune depending on which Fed governor you speak to, right? It's just a joke, man. These people shouldn't have jobs, Fed income, and get paid a lot of money. They just shouldn't have jobs, okay? Now, we saw that gold's starting to rise. It's 1879, silver's at 2760. And I've been told, I've been telling my clients with their money, buy 10%, use 10% of their cash for gold nuggets, okay? And you can buy them through the mints, okay? Like Perth Mint for Australia, you know, you can look it up just buying gold, uh, physical gold and physical silver. Don't buy NF I'm sorry, EFTs or anything like that or stable coins or whatever. Just buy physical gold and physical silver. These things should be a lot higher than where they are right now, okay? Oil was up at 2.41% at 66.80. I mean, it's clearly still up there because don't forget, in Gaza, it's only a ceasefire with Hamas at the moment. doesn't mean it's completely off. It could raise its ugly head again, okay? There's been so much destruction in Gaza. The Palestinians have nowhere to live. And this thing could, you know, go back to war again. So I think oil is still tottering around the higher levels because of that. Now, interest rates came down slightly. The 10-year bond rate in the US is 1.62. It is too, too low, honestly. And the Fed will lose... Uh, control of that interest rate because the market will start selling that interest rate no matter what, okay? Uh, USCN 108.91, Aussie 77.19, and COVID is still going up quite a bit in uh, 
in India, okay, and parts of Asia like Japan. So please do be careful. Get your shots uh, if, if you want to get the shots, but just uh, keep be careful. We did see the equity market. The Dow was up. The Nasdaq was down. Uh, the equity market is a bit of a hard one here. I mean, I think it should be selling down quite dramatically. That's my view. But it just seems to be so resilient. It's amazing. And I don't know what they're looking at to make it so resilient, seriously. Because, you know, rates have only got to rise and this equity market could come off for 5,000 points, okay? Now, you know, currently what the Dow's at, uh, what is it, 34323 according to my cash for difference contracts. And I just think there's a real risk that these guys don't even know there's a rate rise coming and there will be one. And uh, this market could come down quite fast. As I said, up the steps, down the left or over the cliff. When markets sell off, they sell off viciously. And we've seen sentiment can change so quickly on a dime. Okay, so, you know, I, I think I always look at the risk. Anyway, guys and girls, that's enough of me. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.